everyone. Welcome to Charity Talks. I'm Brooke Dinevsky, and in today's podcast, I'm speaking with Abraham Almanza, the Director of Marketing and Volunteer Management at the Make-A-Wish Foundation. A lot of people are familiar with the Make-A-Wish Foundation. However, there are definitely some aspects that people may be a little less familiar with, such as how exactly it works. So during this podcast, I discussed with Abraham how he got involved with Make-A-Wish, some of the wishes that he's been involved in granting, and also how people can really contribute and best help get involved. I really enjoyed speaking with Abraham and found it to be very informative, and I'm sure that you will too. So without further delay, I give you Abraham Almanza. Abraham, thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Brooke, for having me. Appreciate it. So really the goal of this podcast is just to get to know charities and people in general who are very inspirational and see how people can get involved. And I, I couldn't think of anything better than Make-A-Wish to be one of my starting ones. Well, I'm, I'm extremely uh, privileged to be a, sitting here across from you and getting to be the first guest. So yeah. I'm really excited. I'm down for whatever, so you tell yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. <laughs> so what exactly got you interested in working with Make-A-Wish? Yeah, so I don't know if you know this, but um, the reason I got involved with Make-A-Wish was because I received a wish back yeah. in 1999. Yeah. So my wish was to go to the Bahamas and Bermuda on a cruise, <laughs> which was fantastic, especially oh, wow. now it's kind of cold outside. How old uh, were you? I was 15 when I was diagnosed with oh. stage 4 oh, lung wow. cancer. that's my age. So. Yeah, it's bananas, right? Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Um, but I was diagnosed at 15 at your age with stage 4 lung cancer, so mm-hmm. I was going through chemo radiation whole nine yards of treatment and then that following summer um i was 16 i was like ready to start talking about a wish um and then Mm -hmm. the summer of this of when i was 17 is when i actually went on my wish which Uh was pretty cool yeah so did you know like right away i want to work with this organization or did it take a few years yeah, honestly, no. Because um, again, I was 15 years old. I was yeah. just trying to get back to high school and try to graduate on time. Um, not to you know date myself, but I was, uh, you know, I was trying to graduate with my class of 2000. Mm-hmm. So I graduated from high school in Y2K, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of interesting now because now it's, uh, we're looking at 2020. I know. So it's 20 years ago. Now think about it. So it's it makes me feel even older. Uh, but um, but yes, it was Y2K. So my goal was like, I have to get back to school mm-hmm. and I have to try to graduate on time with my class that I came in with. Um, and that was like a big deal for me. No, so yeah, I, I just, I was just trying to do that. Yeah, like wanting that normalcy, right? Yeah, definitely. And I think I that's reflective of a lot of Wish kids. They mm-hmm. are kind of in the midst. They're either really young where they kind of don't know what's happening um sometimes this is all they know is is going through treatment and going through the doctors and it's just part of like their routine but in my case um you know i was i had gone 15 years without anything i had never even had broken a bone and then all of a sudden um i was getting ready for finals um and i was uh involved in a car accident i injured my lower back nothing crazy yeah. it was just like a little fender bender but enough <laughs> yeah definitely unpleasant unexpected but through that i got um i injured my lower back so i was going to physical therapy and then through the physical therapy they took some x-rays and they wanted to make sure for insurance purposes that i was okay and then in one of the x-rays they took of like my chest they said oh you have some shadows on the on your lungs could be just a film it may not be a big deal but you should probably check it out and I was like 15. I was like, all right, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I went and got it checked out. And then that's how I found out that I had stage four lung cancer. They literally 
took me into the hospital like the following week after yeah. they did a biopsy and I was in the hospital for the next three months going getting ready and prepped for all this treatment that I did not expect yeah. at all so it was pretty insane at 15 years old yeah, I imagine like no one thinks like, oh this is gonna happen to me not at all and like I said I play I play sports all mm -hmm. through my youth so I had physicals every single year I did not have asthma I didn't smoke I didn't have anything that on the surface will say this kid is gonna have lung cancer and one of the things that most people don't realize is that lung cancer is it's interesting because I was talking to my son about mm -hmm. this this morning when I was walking him to school because he was asking me, oh, how many people, you know, have lung cancer? Mm -hmm. And I was like, you'd be surprised at how many people actually do. And the and more than half of them have never smoked a cigarette in their day, in a, a day in their yeah. life. So um, lung cancer is one of the biggest, um, you know, cancer killers in the world um, mm -hmm. that most people don't realize is a non-smoker's disease. Because you just assume that everyone that has lung cancer yeah. smoke 30 packs a day. And it's not that way. It's true. And I'm yeah. sure a lot of people don't realize just how common these things can be yeah absolutely and especially in the work that we do here at make wish hudson valley we see a lot of kids that are going through a bunch of stuff um and so what we try to do is give them an opportunity to kind of have a moment of respite mm -hmm. um with the wish itself but there's actually a journey that leads up all right before that even happens and that all starts with the referral process um and i hope i'm not jumping ahead a little no bit no all right you. cool um, but with the referral process, it's, um, you know, someone makes a referral, whether it's a parent, a yeah. legal guardian, a medical professional, such as a treating uh, physician, a registered nurse, a uh, child life specialist, mm -hmm. a social worker. All of these people can become uh, referral sources for us. And when they make that referral, that's the first step. Then the second step is once the child is eligible to receive a wish um, based on a bunch of criteria that's um, through our guidelines that we have through our national office. Then um, if the child is eligible, then we can assign that wish to a team of wish granters that would work on getting to the heart of that child's wish. And then they schedule a visit, get to know the kid a little bit, yeah. find out their favorites, um, you know, just a bunch of stuff like that. Yeah. And just kind of get to know them a little bit through those conversations, kind of like what we're having now, just, no, an yeah. info, just a conversation about wishes and, um, and talking through the categories of wishes, which sure. fall under five categories, by the way. Okay. Um, first with to be, to meet to have, to go, and to give. So those are the five different categories of wishes that kids can kind of choose from um, based on their imagination, their creativity, things that they look forward to experiencing. And then from there, once they decide what their top wish is, whether it's to meet their favorite celebrity, whether it's to go to, uh, you know, like myself, going on a cruise to the Bermuda and, and, and um, islands, you know, then once you define what that wish is going to be for them, then the next step is getting into our wish coordinators here at the office and they start working on all the logistics and details behind that um, which means we have to get doctor approvals the chat has to be chapter approved and then through all that once all that is done then we can finally go back to the kid and say hey by the way that wish you talked to us about a couple months ago it's going to be granted surprise and then you're going to yeah. go on your wish and then that's when that's what most people see is kind of the end result of the wish but there's so much more that happens afterwards. Do any of these kids never, like, do they not realize what they can do? I'm sure it's very intimidating even to realize, yes. like, I can do pretty much anything I want. A hundred percent, yeah. And when they're younger, the concept does not even yeah. make any sense to them. But we have some resources. Mm -hmm. We have some tools that we offer to our wish granting volunteers that are there to help 
with some of these younger kids. Actually, it's interesting because today I was actually working on um, some materials for our upcoming Wish Grinder training that oh. we're having in a couple of weeks. And one of the things that I'm working on are, is a, actually a resource uh, toolkit um, to kind of work with different age groups. So whether it's a toddler age, you know, um, yeah. you know, school age, and then obviously middle school and high school and older. So, you know, it just depends on, uh, on the kid, um, yeah. depends on what their interests are, how open they'll be with you. And obviously the biggest kind of elephant in the room is their cognitive ability. No, yeah. um, kind of that also determines kind of how you approach yeah. it. But two really quick tools that we give for uh, to our wish grinders for some of those younger kids, we have a thing called um, a getting to the heart of the wish video, mm-hmm. which is kind of like an animated little cartoon. It's about easy three minutes long, super easy to understand. Yeah. Kid doesn't even have to speak to really mm-hmm. understand because most of the time they're watching cartoons anyway. So this just kind of looks over the different categories of wishes. Mm-hmm. And then the other tool set, the other tool that we offer wish grinders is what we call our wish game. So the wish game is. We go through all those categories. Uh-huh. Um, we go. We have the kid kind of share with us a couple options per each category. So if we do two for each category, that's about 10 at the end of it. Some kids want one more and they want yeah. to consider it. But what we end up doing is we take all those options that they shared with us through conversation, through play, through coloring, whatever we could do to engage with that child. We take all those options and we put it in a hat. And the hat could be anything. It could be a magician's hat. It could be a construction yeah. uh, hat. I you tend to use a chef's hat because I feel like we're cooking up your wish. Oh, um, yeah. So that's kind of like my cool. approach. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fun. Um, so we take all those options, put them in the hat. We shake them up. And then we have everyone in the room participate and pick out two at a time at random. Yeah. And then at the end of that whole process, we end up with their top wish. They're set their alternate wish in the event that we can't grant the first one and a backup wish just in case we can't grant the previous Makes two. Sense. So that's the process of how to we how we get there in a nutshell. Yeah. Do you ever see any trends with age groups and like I want to do this a lot of times? Yes, uh, <laughs> we have a lot of trends. So a couple a few years ago when um, the Kardashians, for example, when they went to Bora Bora. Uh-huh. Um, every kid wanted to go to Bora Bora. Oh, that's so funny. Um, when they went to Dubai, every kid wanted to go to Dubai. And those international related wishes, you know, they're pretty challenging. Um, sure, they yeah. they could be very expensive as well. Um, but so the most important thing is finding out why do they want to go to these places? Because yeah. Kim, they saw Kim Kardashian <laughs> yeah. there, or is it because you know it's something maybe they've that always they've always wanted to do it? Yeah. Exactly. So we've had some kids that wanted to go to some faraway places like Australia to go to like the Great Barrier Reef, or we've had kids that. You know, sometimes something very simple, like we had a kid that wanted to go to Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, really? Not that far. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a Dunkin' Donuts like on every other corner, right? But the thing with this kid was that the, the reason he chose Dunkin' Donuts was because while he was going through treatment, um, one of the things that helped kind of get him through mm-hmm. it was that his family would take him to Dunkin' Donuts after treatment. Oh, wow when he was out of the hospital and that was like their first stop and he had a donut and that used to bring him a lot of joy happiness excitement so when he thought of a wish he Mm. was like i want to go back to what made me the happiest and it was going to dunkin donuts for like that that you know donut yeah whatever it was that he was eating there and then that so on the surface seems like a very simple wish not that expensive but we were able to get the a particular store involved they made it really special for this kid there was a big group of the community that came out to support it and um and it was a great wish so Dubai is awesome, um, yeah. <laughs> but Dunkin' Donuts could be cool too. Yeah, I, I get that. I mean, it's more important really the reasoning behind the wish than the wish itself. Yeah, and what we call that is the why. Why do they choose that wish? Yeah. What is it that they want to experience? What is it they want to feel? How do they envision that wish kind of f- unfolding? Um, so a lot of times the questions that we train our wish grinding volunteers on 
are those why mm-hmm. questions. How can you dig deeper? Because on the surface, the kid may say Disney World. Because yeah. over 40% of our wishes are Disney-related wishes. Sure, Whether yeah. it's Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise, Disney Shopping Sprees, Disney Character Meet and Greets. That's where the majority of our wishes um, are really go towards. However, on the surface... Disney has so many different options below that. They have Marvel-related characters. They have um, all the, obviously, princesses and, you know, uh, Disney Pixar characters. So if we know more about the kid's interests, then we can customize a really unique, personalized experience for that kid. Yeah, sure. Have there been, I'm sure you've worked with a lot of different kids, so a lot of different wishes. Are there any that have just been so, like, unique that they've really stood out? I know you said the Dunkin' Donuts story. That one's just pretty unique, yeah. yeah. Um, any similar types of unique wishes? Yeah, it's interesting because today I was actually having a conversation with one of our coworkers here today. And um, she was trying to remember when was the last time we granted a wish by uh, for a company called Riften. Have you ever heard of a company um, called Riften? I don't think so. Yeah. Um, so Riften is a company that uh, deals with a lot of um, kids that have special needs. Oh, okay. And so the the question was like hey when was the last time we granted a wish and i remember one of my kids her name was melanie mm-hmm. um who her wish was to have an activity chair and it was made by this company called rifton yeah. and um and it's a very specialized chair and she has uh, her condition made her very spastic which means that her mm-hmm. muscles were really Motions, tight yeah. so yeah so she wasn't able to really uh, have a lot of mobility yeah. um but this activity uh chair gave her a little bit more freedom than a regular you know, desk that you yeah. would find like at a school. So it gave them, gave her a lot more um, independence in a way. Oh, wow. um, so that was one of those wishes that just today just kind of pops up to my in my mind. Um, but we've had every wish for us is really important. No, I'm sure. Um, yeah. And every wish has something about them that makes them memorable. Um, mm-hmm. And our hope is that we are creating uh, an experience not just for the child but for the family themselves because. Mm-hmm. I tend to like to use uh, analogies and, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So I always look at a family like a hand. So when you're working and you're working with a hammer and you're trying to nail something down, if you miss the nail and you hit your, your index finger, that means your index finger is going to be a little swollen. It's going to be hurt. Mm-hmm. So then all the other fingers have to start to compensate for the loss of use of that yeah. finger. And that's kind of the way a family works. When you have a family member that is going through something difficult like a critical illness, which are the kids that we, we work with, um, the rest of the family is suffering with them as well. Sure. And uh, many times they feel sometimes helpless because there's not much they can do other than being there and supporting yeah. them um, because the treatment has to kind of do its thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so our, our hope is that we're creating memories for the entire family that's there um, experiencing the wish with the child. And if we're able to do that, then we're creating not just lasting mem- memories, but a life-changing experience yeah. for everyone involved. And uh, and that has ripple effects. I'm sure, and I'm yeah. the perfect example of that because my wish was granted in 1999, yeah. so a long time ago. You come back. Yeah, and I'm back. And yeah. I've been here since 2007 working as a staff member. And um, yeah, so it's you know that's our hope is that we're creating lasting memories that are going to kind of have a ripple effect I'm in sure, each other's yeah. life. I'm sure also that means like siblings get involved and yeah. Yeah, family. so we try to incorporate so that's a good question actually with cuz that tends to be a big question that we yeah. get about wishes, who's involved, who gets to go. So typically for travel related wishes, which is the majority, yeah. um we tend to have two adult participants. Right. Okay. So that could be any combination yeah. of adults um, and the wish child, obviously, because they're the star, yes, they're the VIP and any of their siblings under the age of 18. Yeah. So that kind of is kind of what it is. 
not every family is nuclear. Not every family is the same, obviously. Course, We're yeah. all very unique, like a fingerprint, right? Very so true. with that, sometimes we have to look at who are the participants on the wish yeah. and how who can be possibly approved and who we may not be able to cover the cost for. Yeah, sure. So that's always kind of a, a challenge. But our hope is that we continue to get, to get the support from our local community with donations and, um, and in-kind services that can help assist with some of those challenges as yeah. well. That makes sense. Are there any like allies really to make a wish that has just been companies or people who are repeatedly like there to help? Yeah, I want to give some shout outs for yeah, sure. Why yeah, not? let's do that. Um, so we have a lot of um, local partners that we work with. So I'll share some of them. So yeah. the most important one I think above everything is, uh, is Maria Ferrari Children's Hospital because that's where the majority of our wish kids are being referred from. Yeah. We have two amazing uh, social workers that work there, Rose and Barbara, um, that send us kids for have been sending us kids for over a decade like they've been with us for a long time uh-huh. we have a great child life specialist team there as well that um also refer kids to us and a bunch of nurses as well um that also are referring and kid and um physicians obviously um but as far as companies i mean we have uh like for example uh, one of the ways that and not to give away secrets and surprises and stuff <laughs> i'll but take it <laughs> you'll take it all right cool cool um so I'll, I'll give you the behind the scenes so one of the things that we surprise wish kids and families with is a limo ride wow. from their home to the airport and from the airport Makes back them home feel special 100 percent special vip like i said before they're a star yeah. and they should be treated as such so one of the great companies that we work with in the lower hudson valley in westchester county is silver star limousines and they um always are working with us um giving us really great service for a lot of those families and um in addition to that we have a bunch of other um organizations that we pair up yeah. with abbott house is right down the right down oh, the yeah, block definitely from us. Heard of them. yeah so they um are located in this area and we any sometimes certain toys that are donated to us um for our toy closet yeah. or uh for that are used for wish enhancements sometimes those toys are not appropriate for the kids that we're working mm-hmm. with so instead of it just being here and sitting on the shelf and not, not being used we do um work collaboratively with the abbott oh. house and they utilize those um, cool. those toys that we can't use uh for their kids which yeah. is kind of a nice partnership that yes. we have with them so like all the resources get used i'm sure 100 yeah and actually re- really exciting and this is actually you're the first one to hear this publicly yeah. uh-huh. um but um <laughs> this summer we're going to be pairing up with the hudson valley renegades which is a minor league baseball team up in dutchess yeah. county um and we're going to be pairing up with them for what we're going to be calling wish wednesdays so every wednesday we're going to have either a wish kid a volunteer staff member someone close to our mission yeah. highlighted at the game throwing out the first pitch and huh? having a lot of fun stuff so you guys heard it here first very cool yeah, yeah. exclusive yeah. exclusive 100 percent yeah, have there been any, like, speaking of baseball, have there ever been, I'm sure, sports figures that kids have wanted to meet that have been really helpful, willing to work with them? Yeah, I mean, one of the things that um, that's also good to, to kind of know a little bit more about is how do wishes happen once they get to us here yeah. at the office at the Hudson Valley chapter for celebrity sports and entertainment wishes? Those types of wishes, what we have to do is we have to share those requests with our national office. There's a whole uh, sports entertainment celebrity team at our national office that handles all the relationships with the uh, these celebrities people um these people are their your agents their their handlers people that work closely with them on a day-to-day um so they're they're actually the ones cultivating those relationships Mm -hmm. and we wait to hear back from our national office to say yes so and so is is interested they can work on this wish and you know we're going to be working as a team now to kind of grant it so 
while we're doing amazing work here, but it takes a village to make of it course. happen. So it starts first with our volunteers that are in the field getting to the heart of the wish and finding out what the mm-hmm. wish is. Then it comes to us here at the staff at the Hudson Valley chapter here in Tarrytown. And then from here, it goes to Phoenix, Arizona, which uh-huh. is where our headquarters is yeah. located and where all these teams that work with these handlers are located. Um, then they do their piece and then it circles back to us. And then we may get a local business that maybe wants to get involved with the reveal of this wish. Yeah. Um, so the, it kind of there's so many people that are involved with Make-A-Wish. And actually, I should have prefaced this before with what our mission is, which is together yeah. we create life changing wishes for children with critical yeah. illnesses. So the first word there is together. We couldn't do it by ourselves. We need everyone's involvement sure. to support these wishes so without everyone's help we wouldn't be able to yeah. do the amazing work that we're doing for our kids here so are there any like political figures specifically that children have met that have really been outstanding yeah so our i can speak specifically about our chapter so uh, since our inception back in 1986 um, we've granted a wish for every single president um, oh, wow. that's been in office for one of our kids. Um, in addition to that, we've also have granted a wish for every single pope that's been around too. So that's kind yeah. of interesting. Um, we actually, one of the cool things about our um, territory and where we're located, the headquarters for the Jehovah's Witness actually mm-hmm. is um, it's called the Watchtower. Um, we get a lot of kids from out of state that want to come to the headquarters for oh. this particular yeah. place. And um, so we get a lot of what we call wish assists for those um, those requests. So it's kind of cool. We get political figures. Yeah. We get some religious figures. We got celebrities. We got sports athletes. We got a little bit of everything. And um, so, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Have there ever been any specific wishes that were so just i guess out there that the team wasn't sure if they'd be able to pull it off but they did yeah i mean those there's always ones like that that come up um and sometimes the biggest challenge is usually the child's health Mm -hmm. you know are they going to be healthy enough for um for travel um and sometimes unfortunately they they may not be healthy enough for travel and sometimes that window for when travel any travel is possible it just kind of closes really quickly there are a lot of surprises in the make-a-wish world where you know, we put out a request like, hey, you know, this kid wants to meet this person. Yeah. And then we're like, yeah, this is not going to happen. And then like within a couple of weeks, they're like, it's happening. And oh, it's wow. happening like in three days. I'm oh. like, what? Like, this yeah, is it's in, back in, to wonder. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. Um, That's sometimes another thing with celebrity wishes. They could either move very quickly like yeah. that or they could just drag on forever because sure. sometimes the celebrity is very busy. Keeping in mind our kid is not the only kid sometimes that wants to meet that yeah. celebrity. So um, they may be a waiting list. Sometimes 50 kids that want to meet you know somebody so it just depends i'm sure yeah. yeah also like with that are there i'm assuming you're saying like sometimes it's a few days like what's it like for make a wish if they have this really short time limit where they have to like suddenly do all these things yeah uh it's uh to be transparent you know it sometimes could be a little stressful because we want to yeah. make sure it's a great experience for the family but it's always a lot of fun. There's a lot of adrenaline that comes, uh, and everyone kind of works together to make it happen. We have a great team of interns. Um, we have a great staff. So everyone kind of rallies together to make these wishes happen. Um, so while it could be stressful, it's extremely gratifying knowing that we're creating a life-changing impact in the child's life. And sometimes what's even even better is finding out how it went after the fact. And sometimes those kids come visit here mm-hmm. if they're local to like the or relatively close to the office. They'll come by and they'll visit us and say, hey, this was amazing. <laughs> this was awesome. Here are some pictures, you know, yeah. and they just want to share stories with us. I think can think of two kids recently that have done that. One of them uh, was a girl that I was working with. Um, her name was Alita. 
Mm-hmm. She went to Disney World, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and she came back like a week and a half after her wish, and she just wanted to share everything she learned That's about so it. Cool. Um, we have a just this past uh, holiday season, we highlighted one of our kids, not too far from where you're located, yeah. actually. Um, her name is Becca, and her wish was to go to Top Gun. She's school. actually my friend. So you know Becca. Yes, so there I you go. do. Did you know that uh, that she her wish? She was showed that? me pictures. All right, so she came here a yeah. couple weeks, like a, a week after her wish, and she's she just, actually been a friend for years. Oh yes. Yeah, so yeah. Look at that small world. Yeah. Yeah. And so we highlighted her as part of our season of wishes. And mm-hmm. um, and we just shared her story about what it was to be uh, for her wish to be a Top mm-hmm. Gun pilot. Yeah. So she came. She I think of her also because she came here with her family and she, just to share how everything went. And um, and those kind of stories are great because sometimes we don't know how it's going to end up at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. We have some idea. But when the kids and the families come back and tell us, hey, this was how it went. It was amazing. It was everything I wanted and more. That just gives us like so much yeah. energy to hear these stories. So our hope is that we're sharing these stories as much as we can. But we also hope that we can hear back from the yeah, families to definitely. see how it went. And I think especially of her, I think it's really amazing because, I mean, I've known for years. She's always, I don't know the details of air, what's like airplane pilots and military. Yeah. But like, I know that's been a dream of hers for like years. And I know she's loved it. So that's really amazing. Yeah, know. I can tell you that she's she has the... Um, conviction to do it i know and she's gonna do it i know um and no one can tell her otherwise exactly and i think that's a testament to the spirit of what make wish is really about which is providing hope to kids during a time that's really difficult and giving them strength to get through it and then obviously the ultimate joy of having the wish granted but that kind of permeates throughout the rest of their life and those lessons that they're kind of learning even though we don't want them to learn them because they're ill and the stuff that they're going through, but they're learning them. um, And that kind of uh, stuff really helps them get through a lot of other major life events that may come up later on. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Becca definitely is going to be there. She's she's going to be there with her patch of uh, saying that she graduated from uh, Top Gun school. Uh So over in Fallon, Nevada. So it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. So I'm sure like a lot of, it comes full circle a lot of times. Like people like you who want to get involved again do you experience i'm assuming like a lot of people who just after their experience just like want to come back and help out yeah brooke that's a great question so a shameless plug we were the first yeah. chapter back in 2006 to start what we call our alumni committee yeah. the alumni committee is comprised of kids over the age of 13 that want to get back give back to the organization a little bit of what they received. And so they come back in the form of speakers for the chapter. Mm-hmm. Some of them that are of age over 18, they come back and want to volunteer their time with us as a fully fledged volunteer at events and, and possibly even as wish granters. Um, and that's kind of like their first avenue back. And that's kind of, that's actually how I got re-engaged with the chapter. So after my wish was granted in 99, I kind of went through high school, graduated, went to college, graduated, took some time off, lived in Florida for a bit. And when I moved back to New York, I received this letter in the mail inviting me to be part of this alumni committee. So I was like, oh, cool. I think I'm, I'm ready now. You know, I always wanted to get involved, but I just didn't have the time or sometimes even the energy to kind of do it. I didn't know what it was going to be, what it it, it took to be part of, of the organization again. But what I knew was that I wanted to get involved in some way. Social media now, like when I first started, it just was becoming a thing, yeah, which is, not, again, it makes me sound like super no, old, but good. I'm not old. <laughs> um, but yeah, when social media started, which was around 2009, when it kind of blew up with mm-hmm. YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and all this stuff. Um, when that kind of started happening on a public, like a really high level, uh, what ended up happening was we started having more families connect with us on social media more families share their stories of the impact of a wish on mm-hmm. social media and you kind of take it now where we are today where you have families that are have that are setting up groups 
online for you know to follow you know um you know a kid's you know particular group to follow yeah. their progress on how they're doing with treatment and stuff like that so we're seeing a lot more of that so there's a lot more storytelling out there a lot more families that are are benefiting from Make-A-Wish, but a lot of other organizations as well in the midst of everything that's going on with them. Um, so they're uh, so they're sharing this stuff constantly. So our hope is that we're able to kind of be a conduit for that as well. And maybe through a podcast, maybe through something else down the line that we can do to kind of do uh, share more stories. Yeah. And I think that's really impactful. So thank you for giving me the of opportunity course, to be yeah. here to share a little thank bit, you. to give us a platform to yeah. be able to do that. Because wishes are important. It's not just a really nice thing because mm-hmm. um, it does make you feel good. And when you see stuff stuff like on ESPN like yeah. under the My Wish series um they're they're awesome wishes and and it, they people want to share them and want to talk about them but the impact that it has in a family behind the scenes things that it that it really offers them it gives them a, a moment of respite a time to breathe mm-hmm. gives them happy memories in the midst of stuff that's happening that's not so happy mm-hmm. um that's something that we are really privileged to be able to provide that for families um it's something that we feel very uh uh, there's a, we take a lot of uh, responsibility knowing uh, that what we're doing is not just a one-off thing, that this is something that's going to, our hope is that it can sure, impact yeah. them for, for the rest of their lives. Yeah, and it must be, as you were saying, very nice for families who like who feel like they don't have control always to just have a situation that gets to help the children. 100%. Yeah, and I think that goes back to the kids too. They don't have control of what's happening to their bodies and why they're 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 suffering you know through the illness that they're they're battling through um but what they do have control of is their mind sometimes and their mindset so at least in my experience as a wish kid myself you know uh, you know my mindset was everything you know i woke up every day saying i'm gonna get through this i'm gonna power through i'm gonna get better and i'm gonna i'm gonna get out of this hospital and that was always my mantra every single day and Becca has like the same similar mentality as as myself. Um, So that's kind of how most of our kids have it. And it's amazing to see that in a four year old. You wouldn't think that a kid like a four year old at that age would have that. But they have that sense of of strength that um, that's just because of the situation. It just kind of bubbles up to the surface and uh, and inspires everyone around them, their family members, the community and um and platforms like this and sharing it in our newsletter and sharing it on our website and social media sharing these stories hopefully it gives um strength to other kids that maybe are struggling through it and need that extra oomph that they need and those stories really help with that yeah i think it's really amazing also because these children who i think it gives them something to like hope for even and like later on in life as you were saying sometimes we don't realize the impact that we have on wish kids and their families until many a few years later um our hope is that we can kind of cut that time a little bit tighter Mm -hmm. and have that kind of uh, circle back sooner um but you know every family is different and every kid is gonna get re-engaged with the chapter when they're ready and if they're ready and and the cool thing about make-a-wish is that it's always kind of um open-ended for the families to get involved so there's no strings attached it's not a obligation for them to stay in contact with us um which is you know great for families because it's at their pace um but we're always here our door is always open to receive all of our wish kids and families at any time whenever they want to get involved whether it's volunteering their time with us uh or uh, doing a fundraiser for us um or just 
talking on behalf of our organization about their experience i mean that's also something that we truly mm -hmm. treasure i think it's really great how yeah these children who like they might um, not be ready right away it might take them some time but how they have this thing that they can always come back to yes and it's kind of like you know when you're as as a kid you're just getting ready for college you go away but you know you always could come back yeah. home you know during breaks you could always come back home and that's kind of how it is for us um you know is they could always come back and and we're always here for them because um, we know that you know together we are creating these experiences and um, and we hope that we could always be here as a respite for them mm -hmm. no matter what what is the best way for most people who might not who have, I'm sure have heard of the organization but might not be that familiar with it like what would you say they can do or how can they contact that's a great question, too. Um, yeah, I would encourage everyone to go to Hudson.wish.org, which is our website which here. Which I'm sure I can post in my podcast. 100% yeah. put in the notes and yeah. all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, Hudson.wish.org, that's our, our chapter website. If you want to find out how to get involved locally with our chapter, we're always in need of volunteers. We're always in need of so community supporters, um, whether it's for you know events or wishes. Um, there's always going to be a need here at the office. Um, so yeah, go to our website. Um, that's the best way to kind of get started. Yeah. And then based off of your interest level, your availability, then we kind of figure out where you best fit. Mm -hmm. And a little more specific, like also for like high school students like myself and younger kids, what would you say is the best thing that they could do? That's a great, even better question, Brooke. Um, <laughs> <Sounds good. laughs> yeah, I would say Kids for Wish Kids. Um, that's our program for anyone under the age of 18 that wants to get involved. Yeah. So the Kids for Wish Kids program is a kid, is a program managed by kids, and it's for kids. Um, so really with Kids for Wish Kids, uh, anyone can really host an event of some kind. Do stuff like what you're doing, Brooke, yeah. like, you know, having a really cool podcast, you know, that's kind of through the Kids for Wish yeah, Kids program you, too. Yeah. yeah, so things like this are ways that you can kind of get involved, help spread awareness about Make-A-Wish, the impact that Make-A-Wish has on children's lives. This is kind of what we're hoping we can do more of in the coming years. So yeah, anyone in the area that wants to get involved that's under 18, you can contact yeah. Claire Chirac, who she's our community outreach coordinator and she handles our Kids for Wish Kids program. But by default, you could always just go to our website, yeah, find Kids for Wish Kids, and you're good. Yeah, seen very easy to use, makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, just to end it all, really, what's one thing that you'd leave people with wanting to know about Make a Wish and what they do? Yeah, um, I would say that every dollar counts. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, we have a lot of, um, I hear a lot of times that, you know, well, I can't raise ten thousand dollars. Yeah. Most people really can't. Um, but you can raise a dollar. I mean, you can raise, um, you know, twenty bucks. You know, if you ask, you know, five people for five dollars towards Make Wish, you know, that that it does it right there, right? It's twenty five mm -hmm. bucks. So, um, a lot of times people don't realize the power that they have with the resources that are available to them. Um, sometimes it's just a matter of. Uh, kind of reining it in and you could always have people come to us and we can kind of guide you on how to help with fundraising um, or how to volunteer mm -hmm. but I would say the one takeaway is that the the wish is something um, that is hard to, is, is, is hard to put into words but it's a experience that provides a lot of hope during a time that's really difficult mm -hmm. and it would be impossible for us to accomplish our goal which is to reach every eligible child in our territory without the help of our community. The help of our community do, helping us with referrals, helping us with volunteering, helping us with donating, fundraising, and community supporters that are rallying around our kids. Um, we wouldn't be able to do it with our community. So every dollar that is raised locally stays local, and that's really important that most people don't realize. Uh, many times I hear that um, 
uh, people say that when we're at information tables out in the com- in community, um, sometimes say, oh, yeah, I donate to Make-A-Wish all the time. And that's possible. That's very true. Yeah. Um, but I always ask them, do you know if you're donating directly to our chapter? Yeah, chapter? And most of the time, they have no idea that they're not, not sure. donating directly to our chapter. They may be donating through our national office. And when that happens, we don't get the full dollar for that donation. Yeah. And sometimes they don't realize that. So once we inform them of that, then they're like, oh, wow. Okay, yes, I'm definitely going to donate mm-hmm. directly to you guys. I'm sure most people don't think of that, yeah. Definitely not. So I would say that's something that most people don't realize. Yeah. And I would probably... Just leave it at that, you know. Well, thank you so much. This was really informative, actually. I'm really happy to be here, Brooke. Thank you for having me. And I'm looking forward to seeing where you go with this. And I'm excited. Let's see how it goes. First one, yeah. Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm hoping to hear back from you soon. Yeah, definitely. All right, we'll do this again. I'll keep you updated. There you go.